Okay, class. Today we're gonna start with the basics. Welcome to the New Life Lutheran Podcast. This is Pastor Eric. Thank you guys for listening in today. Today on the podcast, I have a very special episode for you guys. Over the last eight or nine weeks, we've heard this series, What is the Gospel? And today, we have a little bit of an epilogue. I was able to sit down with a couple of friends uh, who are pastors and record this episode and get some of their opinions and some of their insights on the gospel and how the gospel operates on us. It's a fantastic conversation, and I want to thank you guys for listening, for sticking in over the last 10 weeks or so as we've explored the gospel and heard what it is. We will be taking a little bit of a break and then we will be back with full episodes again. Um, And we have some great series coming up here the next year. So I hope you guys uh, will continue to listen in. Thank you guys for subscribing, for downloading, for leaving reviews and rating us on iTunes. Really, really appreciate it. Please keep that going. I hope you guys enjoy this episode of the New Life Lutheran Podcast. Welcome to the New Life Lutheran Podcast. We are New Life in Christ is celebrated, and we explore together how to live the Christian life with excellence. Welcome, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening in. Today, we are doing a special episode. I don't really know what to call this. I don't know if to call it an interlude or maybe to call it an epilogue, but this is we are having a special episode on our What is the Gospel series, and I have two very special guests with me today. It's not our usual Paul and Dan who have been walking with with us uh, talking about the gospel, but actually two of my friends from college. So with me, I have Pastor Jason Palmer and Pastor Ryan Massey, who are pastoring in churches um, across the country. They're in town for vacation uh, to hang out. Their families and my family uh, are hanging out this week. And so they came into the office today and we're going to do a little bit of recording and just see how this goes. So we're going to talk a little bit about the gospel today, and you can kind of count this as an extra conversation um, in our What is the Gospel series. So guys, thanks for coming and hanging out. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're great. happy to be here. Yeah. That's we got our sure. coffee. Yeah. <laughs> we, had, we had a restart a couple times, but we got our coffee now and we're ready to jump in. Okay. So you guys are familiar with the podcast. You've listened in a little bit, uh, but both of you are unfamiliar with our What is the Gospel series, because right now we're in the middle of it. As it's being, as we are recording, we are four weeks into our series, What is the Gospel? Um, so this is going to be a little bit of a cold conversation. Um, you guys were not prepped for this, so this should be fun, because our listeners now will be able to reflect on what Paul, Dan, and I have been talking about, what N.T. Wright's been talking about in Simply Good News, um, and then what you guys, from your traditions and your own experiences and kind of theological approaches, what you guys have to say about the gospel. So to get us started, um, I just want to turn it over to you guys. Introduce yourself. Who are you? What do you do as you work in the church? Tell us about your families, where you're from, all that business. Ryan, why don't you start us off? Yeah, sounds good. So um, I'm Ryan Massey. And uh, Eric and I were roommates in college yes. for a year. Um, that was good. Um, and up uh, and down. That's yeah, what I would call it. Yeah, it was a little up and down, but you know we are still good friends. <laughs> yeah, of course. Today, so um, so it, it turned out good in the end. But uh, 
So I am a youth pastor at the Quincy Free Methodist Church in Quincy, Washington. So uh, Washington State, not D.C., uh, always in the Midwest. When I went to college in Kansas, I had to um, specify Washington State, which I thought was odd, but whatever. And you, and you guys live like right around the corner from the Space Needle, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. So like when you think of Washington State, uh, people think of Seattle. Um, people might think of Chaz or Chop now, but, uh, <laughs> uh anyways, uh, yes. so no, I actually live where we live in Washington is on the Eastern side of the state, um, which is actually high desert. So, um, we don't get a ton of rain. We live in a desert. It's a rural farming community. Um, so not dissimilar to around here from what I can gather, um, and so, yeah, I'm a youth pastor at a church that's a pretty good size, a few hundred people um, in, in central Washington. And I am very privileged to be able to, um, you know, help students learn who Jesus is and um, learn how to follow him and, and help them with questions of faith. And I really, really enjoy the time that I get to spend um, having those conversations with kids that... Um, now I'm coming up on the, the, this is the end of three years there. Mm. And so I've built some relationship with kids and I'm beginning to have, see some really great life change in some kids, which is great. So that's kind of what I do. Uh, I've got a family. I've got a wife and two kids. My wife, Joani, was born in Peru, which is uh, kind of a fun fact. So I've got little, two little boys, Ezra and Elias. One's nine months, the other's a year and a half or a little more. And uh, I love it. They're great. Um, my wife is pregnant. Um, so we're having number three. We're excited about number three. And uh, yeah, we love life. Live in Washington. Get to We live close to family, which is a blessing. Uh, that wasn't always the case, but we do now and we uh, relish in that. But uh, we're also super excited to be here uh, visiting Eric and Sarah. We love, the, love them and I'm glad to be here also on the podcast. So, yeah. Jay? Yeah. Well, wonderful. Uh, well, thanks to Eric and for those of you listening for having me back. Got to be on a while back now with yes. daily office, daily prayer discussion, which is wonderful. So uh, that was great. But yeah, cross paths with these guys in college, and that's where I met my now wife. And Abigail. in fact, Jason, you and I were roommates as well. So yeah, I've been roommates with, with either of you guys separately. Yeah. And so I met my now wife, Abigail, in college, music. That's That was our first shared interest. And uh, we now have two kids, a little girl who's two, and a little boy who's almost five months. And uh, I pastor Free Methodist Church as well. So Ryan and I have some overlap there. Um, pastor Church in Kansas. It's a good time. Yeah. Enjoy reading, writing, spending time with family, friends, uh, getting to know the community with uh, our, that our church is in. And we can talk about whatever whatever we need to whatever talk about we need this to talk morning. About today. <laughs> good. All right. So that gives you guys, uh, our listeners, a little bit of background about them. I really love these guys. And, uh, and so I'm glad they're here to hang out for a little bit. Uh, but to start off, this, this series has all been about the gospel, what it is, how it operates in the world and in our lives. And so I just want to start off with you guys. Again, this is cold. I haven't prepped you for any of this. But if I were to ask you, what is the gospel? What would be your, you know, two to three sentence, your kind of elevator pitch? 
of the gospel. What is the gospel? I'm going to start with you, Jason, because Ryan, I know that you're going to, Jason can talk while he think while he talks and you're going to take a little bit more to process. So you can say it exactly the way that you need to. (laughs) So Jason, I'm going to start with you because you're okay with sounding silly. If you get something wrong (laughs) and not afraid to admit it, right? That that's the key. If you're going to sound silly, at least admit it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to cheat and say in preface, uh, gospel, the good news, uh, in one sense can mean a lot of things. Um, but I think for the Christian faith, it's centered on the person of Jesus of Nazareth, his work, his life, his ministry, uh, and then it's climax, right? And his death, resurrection, and then ascension, uh, to the father's right hand side to intercede for us, to continue ministering for us. And, uh, of course, uh, we're made one with him. And so we share in that ministry. Um, but that's really central to the gospel is, is the incarnation of the son of God, right. in the person of Jesus of Nazareth. So, um, I think that's where I would start in any discussion of the gospel. I would add, I suppose that gospel, good news, right. Good news in the face of what, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in a world with sin, suffering, death, evil, the devil, right. it's good news that stands in the face of all that. Right. Uh, you can't have good news if there's not a problem or something that is in need of a remedy. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jesus stands in the face of all that. Yeah. Ryan? That's good. <laughs> Man, it, can I just say ditto? <laughs> no, that, is, that so, question is not acceptable. Um, the gospel, in a nutshell, so I work with teens, so everything is usually simplified. There you go. Um, and so when I think about the gospel or telling kids about the gospel or people like, um, you know, I think about the fact that like what Jason said, we have a, a, there's a problem we're broken and our world is broken. And the gospel, um, is Jesus is God coming to earth and, and, uh, showing us his love by, uh, sacrificing himself for us through his death, his resurrection, giving us life, making us right with God again. And so it, it's uh, the gospel is through Jesus Christ is uh, the avenue at which we can become whole mm-hmm. again in our brokenness. And, and it's, it's the way that we can, uh, can have life um, and, and experience life um, more the way that God intended us to. Um, I don't think uh, this side of Jesus returning uh, will experience that fully, mm-hmm. but um, I think we can experience um, through the gospel and through Jesus' work and his power, um, we can experience wholeness in a way that um, that other people, other philosophy, other religion, just they don't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so both of you guys highlighted... Of course, the person and work of Jesus. Uh, I think that we can all agree that the event that the gospel is, is the incarnation of God in Jesus of Nazareth. And, you know, you mentioned this a little bit again, Jason, that gospel means good news. And that'll be familiar to our listeners because they uh, that's what we've been talking about. So how is how is the work, the life, death and resurrection of Jesus of Nazareth? How is that? news. And you both mentioned again that there's a problem. This news isn't just introduced into a vacuum, but it actually 
it, it has a context. So I want to tease out a little bit more. You kind of began going down the road of like wholeness and some of those things, but I want to give a little bit more into how does the good news, uh, the news that Jesus has lived, died and resurrected on our behalf. How does that interact with the larger story of our rescue? How does that interact with some of the stories that our world tells? How is it the same? How is it different? Um, let's spend a little bit of time thinking about that. So Jason, I'll maybe kick it over to you since you started you brought up good news. Yeah. Um, what is the news? What does it mean for us? And how does it how does it solve the problem that we have? We can go yeah. on a long time <laughs> oh, yeah. here, literally, because I think in order to address the question, we need to step behind uh, even Genesis one in the act of creation to a three in one God, right? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, eternally loving one another, uh, an eternal communion, holiness, love, joy, uh, you know, uh, with one another. And it's out of that, right, in which they create. So I think we need to see creation as an overflow of that. Mm. And so it's in contrast to that that we have a problem, right? Um, and so God creates um, the world. He creates humanity uh, with the attention of the world and, and humanity participating in that eternal love, that eternal communion. And so... It's going to be the breaking of that, the fracturing of that, the upsetting of the divine order in that sense. That's going to be the problem. So we see in, in Genesis, right, the deceiver, this image of, a, of the serpent. There's, there's an evil force at play. Um, humanity, uh, the first Adam, uh, breaks that relationship with God in a sense, right? Uh, there's, there's, I think you can understand it in any number of ways, whether it's a desire for autonomy, whether it's disobedience, whether it's pride. I mean, I, I think all those can be, can be valid readings of, of what breaks that communion. Mm -hmm. But that communion breaks, and God is the one who creates, the God uh, who is life. When you, when you strain that relationship, if you're if you're going to break that relationship with the God who provides life, the consequence then is death, right? Mm -hmm. And so through sin, death enters the world, right? And we have an opponent in the deceiver, and so, so you're seeing this multifaceted problem before us. So all that has to be laid to rest. Right. Sin has to be laid to rest because it, it thwarts our relationship with God. Death needs to be laid to rest because otherwise we are no more and can't enjoy communion with God. And the deceiver needs to be put to rest so he can get off our backs. Right. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Um, and so enter Jesus, who overthrows all of that, right? We see uh, in terms of the deceiver, uh, he withstands the temptation of the devil in the desert. Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of sin or disobedience, uh, we see that he fulfills the law. He he. He lives, uh, to, 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 to use kind of Ryan's language, the, the human life that we're, we're intended to live, that we're created to live. And then in terms of death, right, he takes our sin, being truly God, truly human, he's able to take our sin to the cross, and he dies, thwarting sin, um, and then rises, uh, thwarting sin, uh, and thwarting death. <laughs> he overthrows the grave in that act. And so we see uh, Christ living this life that... Um, is overthrowing these powers. And so uh, he extends his life, um, his righteousness to us. Then, of course, you know, salvation by faith through grace. Uh, we find that remedy for those solutions. Um, and in some sense, we experience that now, right? As we pray in the Lord's Prayer, kingdom come, 
on earth as it is in heaven and, and experiencing that life today. Um, and then in another sense, we're waiting for Christ's return uh, when the Father uh, sends it back to, to consummate, to finish his work, mm-hmm. uh, to complete his overthrow of this problem. Is that I think yeah. that wraps up what I was saying. Okay. Yeah, Any so, clarifications there? Yeah, so I guess I'm just trying to synthesize maybe a little bit. The good news of Jesus does the work of reversing yeah. the damage. That's one, that, way, that's one way to put okay. it. I'm comfortable with that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's a reversal. There's an overthrow. There's, um, um, I mean, it, I guess it depends on what tradition you're coming from, which words you might give preference to sure. or even agree with. Um, well, I guess I'll, I'll leave it at that. But yeah, however you understand that relationship, in Christ, he does the work needed. Um, ultimately, right, before creation, this eternal love, eternal communion, mm-hmm. we're created mm-hmm. for participating in that. That's what he provides the way back to. Yeah. That, and so, you know, a, a good evangelical expression is our relationship with God. Well, that's kind of the nutshell of, right. you know, how that comes to be our purpose, how it's upset, and then how it's restored. Right. 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 Ryan, what is the good news and what, is it, what does the good news do? How does it make things better and heal things? Make them whole. Make, make them, them whole, whole, as you yeah. said. I like it. Yeah, so um, that's a good free Methodist word, right? Wholeness. <laughs> I didn't yeah. say anything earlier, but I was thinking it. That's that is a good value there. So I think about um, uh, what in, in my life when I think about uh, what Jesus has done and how um, I, I, the power of the gospel, if you will, has like changed me. It's it's not necessarily made life easier. Right, we still live in a broken world, and and a lot of times people look at that and and they'll say, well, if the world's broken, then there can't be a, a God or, or good news or all of this stuff, and 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 I that's not what I experience and have have felt um, with Jesus. For me, it's like okay, largely like what Paul says, you know, you're grounded in faith, so you're not tossed around by the waves. Of, of other doctrine, of other uh, philosophy, that, that kind of thing, right? And I, I think you can appropriate that same idea um, of being uh, centered in, in Jesus and, and having your identity in Him to, to being able to deal with all the stuff that comes in life, right? So the gospel kind of gives us uh, the, the rock to hold on mm-hmm. to when the waves get too big. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, whether that's in relationship, that's in um, finances, that's in work, whatever it is, um, I think that it, it, it gives us that signpost to always sit, return to and say, um, you know, to remind us, no, God is good and uh, he will sustain us. And we, we have been called righteous and redeemed. Uh, we are um, seen as good in in the eyes of the Father through Jesus, mm-hmm. like it, it reminds us of all these these things that otherwise um, sometimes we we just don't feel. Like I'm I'm a feeler feeler right. Mm-hmm. I feel things deep emotion, and um, and sometimes life just sucks. Like we we just yeah. like we don't feel like we're lovable. We don't feel like we're redeemed. We don't feel all these things. But what the gospel does is it 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 brings us back to the fact that regardless of how you feel, this is the truth, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. In, in my life, it's like, and, and that's why reading scripture 
again and again is so important because it reminds us of the things that are true, that the gospel has done, the good news has done for, for me and for, for all of humanity, that Jesus has says, no, you are a, a son and daughter, a son or daughter of the Most High King. You are redeemed. You are righteous. And there, these are these truths that you have to, that for me, I constantly remind myself when it get and it, it gets to a point where it's like that. Uh, what the world tells me, I, I I drown that out. What the world tells me that I am, I drown that out. What other people say that I am, I drown that out because it's gotten to the point where no, I'm I'm. What Jesus tells me I am, that's who I am, mm-hmm. right? And that's mm-hmm. like that's kind of reforming um, and the wholeness that I, that I have just have have come to understand, right? Because it's not like I don't deal with uh, temptation anymore, or I don't deal with hard relationships, or I still deal with all that stuff. But I feel more whole now than I have, uh, and continue to feel more whole now in, in the. Like hopefully in the future, than than I did in the past, and that's because my understanding of of who Jesus says that I am begins to or continues to be solidified, mm-hmm. and 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 grow right. And so, um, like we talk, we use like Christianese terms like uh, you know, grow in faith, and like I've I've really been trying to understand like what in the world do people mean? Mm-hmm. It's like. For me, like in a just practical, well, I just am growing in my understanding of who Jesus says that I am, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's how the gospel makes us whole, is by understanding how God sees sees you, not how the world sees you, not even how you see yourself, but how does God see you through Jesus? Yeah. And um, you know, like you said, because we are saved through faith. Um, alone right grace through faith and um that's that's the gospel's good news it's a free gift the good news for me is that wholeness of seeing myself the way that god sees me mm-hmm. or the way that jesus has sees me mm-hmm. right so yeah. um i don't know if that's that's really good. teasing out a no, little bit good. more yeah uh that, like, that was I, really good and that was very like dare i say lutheran <laughs> It could just be Christian. Yeah. It it, well, it is. And that's, and, that's, and that's really what I mean, right? <laughs> that's really what I mean. Uh, you know, if you adjust some of that language and then you look at it through a sacramental way of understanding how God operates on our lives, um, then that's really what Lutheranism says, right? That uh, the gospel proclaims something about you, that you are forgiven in Christ, right? That you are in Christ. And Romans 10.10 10, like that's the proclamation of the gospel is what saves you. It's the external, some, some outside of you, you are told and you are given truth that you are redeemed, you are forgiven, you are a child of God. And it really comes down to that identity, um, which again, you know, we were just having a conversation about baptism. Was it this morning or was that last night? We were just remember. having a conversation about baptism, but really, you know, baptism is, is the marking of you entering the family of faith. Right, which is why when we baptize here, we don't say their last name when we baptize them. Mm. Right. So if I if I were baptized here, um, it would say we would say Eric Bradley, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, because the idea is is that you are no longer Eric Bradley Anderson. You are Eric Bradley Christian. Right. You mm. like you are marked into the faith, um, and so it, it becomes an identity issue. And from from a Lutheran perspective. 
um, which is why it sounded it sounded so it perked my ears when you talked about it is because mm. you have to keep God actually gives you the Holy Spirit through the means of grace, through the proclamation of the gospel, through um, the sacrament of uh, the through the Lord's Supper, um, through remembering your baptism. Like those are actually the ways that God gives you the spirit and kind of reaffirms and grows you in grace um, is through those things, which are all about identity. You are forgiven, you are forgiven, you are forgiven, you are mine, you are mine. Um, and so that's why that actually like struck me as very like, I mean, you know, honestly, that's that's kind of a Lutheran way of approaching spirituality is like really identity based. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys both talked about the good news acting on us, reversing us, changing um, how we understand ourselves and how we um, operate in the world. Um, and I guess I want to, you, you know, Ryan, I, you just worked through and you, you went even beyond some of the implications that I talked about how it operated in your own life. And Jason, I kind of want to hear from you, um, as you were listening to Ryan about how the gospel has operated on mm-hmm. his life, um, how, how has the gospel changed you, transformed you, um, guided you, empowered you? Um, how does that compare, um, or contrast to what Ryan has experienced? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I want to start, I'll tie it with this discussion of identity and even some of the things that you were just commenting on. When I said earlier that the good news can be a number of things, it's when we can understand salvation, God's uh, act in creation uh, through the Old Testament, the people of Israel with the person of Jesus, through his church Mm -hmm. and, and, and all that entails, right? You know, you mentioned implications. That could be a helpful word. We're fleshing all this out. Um, you know, we don't just, it's not just static there. It's not just justification by faith and that's it. And it's, right. it's this yeah. box, yeah. right? We can start there. I want to tie, I want to tie that question into what, what we've been discussing and identity and even some of the things you were talking about, Eric, just now, you know, when we're talking about the gospel, and the work of Jesus and this idea of justification by faith and all that, it doesn't just stay in a box, mm-hmm. right? The, it has it has implications as, as a word you used. I mean, you could take that and and make sense of, of everything around us through this kind of gospel lens, mm-hmm. right? That's how we try and address questions that come up in our lives or situations or circumstances in our lives. We're beginning with uh, God and his work uh, in creation uh, through through the people of Israel uh, and the person of Jesus and now through the church and, and expectation of Christ's return. And we start there, but it's a, you know, we don't want to just leave it there uh, and, and just box it off from the rest of our thinking. Um, in terms of my life and the gospel, goodness, you know, you go through seasons uh, of what that means or looks like. I think for a few years now myself, uh, just the reality of a God who's always present, right? Uh, with the gift of the Holy Spirit helping us work out our salvation, um, that constant presence and learning what it is to uh, not just embrace it as uh, something of the mind, but as as something that we enjoy continually, mm-hmm. right? Um, a, a lot of Christians have called it kind of this practice of the presence of God, but it's just this constant awareness and really, it's, it, I, th- I think it's at least in part what Paul was talking about when he calls um, 
calls us to, to pray without ceasing. Mm-hmm. It's really just this constant communion with God um, and trying to enjoy Him. Because the God that we proclaim in Christ, the salvation that we proclaim, the God who has worked this out is with us, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and He's with us when we gather. And I think He does, uh, you know, I think He extends His grace in different ways depending on whether we're by ourselves or with our family or with our gathered church. Mm-hmm. And I think they all belong together. But... Um, you know, we talked about the daily office that has become a real important part uh, uh, of my life, and that's that's in, reaping the benefits of salvation, right. right? It's it's enjoying that communion with God through His His grace of of the Bible, uh, through prayer, uh, and, and just taking that time. So, um, but it it doesn't end with that part of you know as we talked about. It's 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 that moment so that every moment can be. Right. can be redeemed. Yeah. Um, and so that's really been, I think, the season of my life where Christ has opened up communion with God again and can just be utterly enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And so how do we do that moment by moment mm-hmm. in the depths of our soul right. and just enjoy Him? Yeah. And then I think out of that, right, love for neighbor and just enjoying whoever's around you is also, you know, just takes time to learn and, and right. figure out, but it's so important that we just keep leaning into that. Right. You know? Yeah. That reminds me of, that reminds me of John 10, 10, where Jesus says, I've come to that. Uh, how does he say? I've come to that. You may have life and life to the fullest, right? Life mm-hmm. abundant. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the early, the, the early church scholar Irenaeus said, the glory of God is man fully alive. That really the gospel does something to us because it, it, it does recreate us, right? It actually, and that's why Jesus says in John 3, like, you must be born from above, right? You must, in order for someone to enter the kingdom of God, you must be born from above. That it actually, it changes the way that we operate in this world, how we interact. And that's what you were talking about, about, you know, the the struggles of when when everything else seems to be going crazy, the gospel is what grounds you, right? Yeah. And it, it keeps you, keeps you together. And it's really interesting, uh, N.T. Wright in his book, Simply Good News, uh, that Dan and Paul and I are, are talking about in this in this series, he highlights a historical event that, that kind of gives a good metaphor for the gospel. Um, and it's when Alexander's, uh, Alexander the Great's five generals, I think, I think it was five, um, when the Greek empire kind of falls into disarray and these like several generals fight to see who's going to be the next emperor. And Caesar ends up being the one who wins. Um, and he's kind of established as the emperor. There were those cities and individuals in cities um, that supported Caesar and wanted Caesar to win. And they got word back that Caesar won. And the battle didn't end there, right? Like Caesar still had to go through and had all these little skirmishes. But mm-hmm. but the big battle had been won, right? Mm-hmm. But there was still some cleaning house that needed to happen. Um, so there were some individuals who supported Caesar who were living in these city states who did not support Caesar. And, uh, I guess who would become Caesar, I should say, uh, I can't remember what his name, Octav- Octavian, or I don't, I don't remember what his name was before he became the Caesar. But, um, essentially there were individuals who had been really glad that, that he won and that he was going to be the emperor. And that kind of changed how they operated in the world. And it provided them with 
a, a sense of freedom, right? Like there's a different way now as they were waiting for the completion of this overthrow, um, as they were waiting for the completion of this, of for Caesar to really fully take the throne. Um, and that's, N.T. Wright compare that to where we are today. God has won in Jesus Christ, but there are still some skirmishes that are going on. And that's what's, that's what happens within us is the, is this tension of, Jesus is King, Jesus is Lord, uh, but we live in a we we live in a world uh, where that isn't fully realized yet, and so that's kind of where that tension comes in. Is you know you talk about it as as a daily the daily struggle or the struggle through life. You know you kind of talked about it as this life full life, right? This mm-hmm. kind of fullness of life. Um, but I think that that's kind of that wholeness that you were talking about, isn't it? Isn't it, Ryan? Yeah. No, I think that like. Uh, I don't know who said, but like, you know, it, it, the wholeness in life, it's, it can like, it's happening now, but it's also not yet. Yeah, like exactly. you, you hold it in two, um, because there is, there are certain things, uh, that, that we can experience. Like I love Jason, you talk about experiencing God here on this earth, which, mm-hmm. you know, that's. That's one of the the awesome things that Jesus right. gives us, right? Is is a, a right standing with the Father, and we can enjoy relationship with God again, um, which we couldn't, you know. And so, thanks be to God that we have that uh, ability right here and right now, mm-hmm. right? And um, but then, you know, we we turn around and we see um, all the the terrible things that happen in our world, and we remember. Oh, it's not yet, right? It, it, we we have this and we experience this, and that's that's kind of like bringing the gospel and the good the good news into the world. It's like you, know, you, you can experience some some level of wholeness and relation right relationship with God right here and now, mm-hmm. and that's something that I um, like. A lot of times, uh, I, I, there's there's this idea that I kind of despise uh, in in uh, popular Christian thought is like Jesus is just giving us our ride to heaven, right? Yeah. That's uh, that's our that that's yeah. that's why Jesus came and died, and and he gives us uh, he gives us a way to heaven. And it's like that is so that's so bad. It's just bad. And I remember preaching the sermon this, just to this last year, um, where I I really pushed back on this idea. Some of you are just sitting around and waiting for God, for Jesus to come back so that you can be made whole and, and everything can be perfect. And I'm like, stop waiting. Mm-hmm. Like, just please stop waiting and start experiencing God right now because you can. Yeah. You can experience a level of wholeness and um, w- with your identity in Christ um, that, that can be um, something that's beautiful and enjoyable. Mm-hmm that um and, and you can do it right now you don't have yeah. to wait yeah. and that's what i think um like for me i've, I've ex- begun as i'm getting i'm not super old but as i'm getting older i'm experiencing more of that in my own life mm-hmm. and trying to help people understand um you know as a pastor i want people to experience this too like i want people to understand to be able to weather the storms of life because they're right. grounded and rooted in christ right. Right, because the gospel has changed who they are and who they see themselves to be, and how they look at the world and how they see others, 
um, because it, it can and it should. Right. If it's not, then you're missing something. Mm-hmm. If the gospel, if you hear the good news and, and you come away with this idea that, oh yeah, we're just, Jesus gives us a way to go to heaven one day. That's what people say. Well, one day we'll be in heaven one day. <laughs> like, okay, y- yes, but that's not, like, right. you're missing like a whole portion of this right. Right. that is probably more important because we still have a life to live. We right. still have things to do here on this earth. You know, Paul, Paul says God has good works set out for us. I think mm-hmm. some of those good works are experiencing some wholeness and with God and also bringing some wholeness and life to our communities, to mm-hmm. the brokenness in the world. And that can happen yeah. if we allow the power of, of Jesus through the gospel to change us and to change our families and our communities, mm-hmm. you know? So, And as, as Ryan and I are part of the Wesley Methodist tradition, not only can we experience God and enjoy him, but we can to a great degree during our time uh, right. before, before glorification, right? Uh, that idea, Wesley's understanding of, of entire sanctification, Christian perfection, whatever you want to call this, of what it means to be a mature Christian, mm-hmm. the love of God and love of neighbor, uh, you know, uh, overseeing our tempers, words, and, and actions, yeah. um, you know, we can really enjoy him yeah. a lot, right. you know. There is a completion. There's a, a completion upon Christ's return and, and, and being uh, glorified as Christ was glorified after his resurrection. But, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot to enjoy mm-hmm. today. Yeah, because that goes back to, you know, what you talked about, Ryan, we in this series, uh, spent a lot of time talking about that and how damaging that is. This kind of like, it's not that it's not true. It's just, it's not the only thing. And in fact, it's actually kind of a small thing in the whole grand scheme of things where, you know, it, it seems in scripture that God's real concern is with recreating or reversing, right? All the damage that's been done because of sin. And so he's going to recreate the world. So there's a, we have an eternity that we're going to experience in the new creation where there is no death and there is no sadness and sickness. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not that's not necessarily heaven, right? The way that we kind of American Western Christians understand heaven, where it's like, you know, our, our body isn't really us. It's just our spirit, you know, the eternal spirit that fl- flies up to heaven to the clouds like a ghost when we die like that. That's not necessarily what scripture is telling us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's some evidence that that does happen, but it's almost like an intermediary period. You know what I mean? Until Jesus returns and everybody's resurrected and we are part of the new creation. Like we're actually going to be inhabiting this space, this earth forever. Um, and so it changes how we think about ourselves. It changes how we think about our neighbors. It changes how we think about our world. Um, then if we're just kind of like biding the time, right, we got our ticket punched because I said the right prayer or I had the right emotions or I got confirmed, you know, I got baptized and confirmed, right. Instead of just punching our ticket and then waiting, um, God really does want us to be participants in new life. He wants us to be, um, actively partaking in the divine life. Um, as Peter writes in his, in his letters, um, and we really miss a lot when the good news is, well, Jesus died when, when the good news is only Jesus died for your sins. So you can go to heaven instead of hell. Like you said, it's, it's, it's true, but you're it's missing not the whole thing. It's yeah. not the whole thing. Cause 
Because that answer about the gospel, if, if that's all you believe about the gospel, that doesn't do anything for the the pain and suffering that right. we experience right now. Right. It doesn't. All that, all that does for you then is to say, like, you know, hold on as tight as you can. Right, yeah. And, and just wait. Uh, yeah, and hopefully you can make it to the end, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just like, that's not... That's kind of hopeless yeah, a little that's not, bit. That's like, not really good news. No, that's yeah. not really great. And and it, it, I can understand why, um, you know, largely that's that's kind of like what popular Christianity says in in North America, right? right, right. That's that's kind of the narrative. Right. That and and I can understand why people are like, yeah, I I don't need that. But when it comes down to like practical issues, where it's like. You deal with with hard hard things, job loss, relationships, disease, suffering, all this, all these things that that we deal with. It's like, n- n- no, God can bring wholeness right now. You can experience this if you enter into this space, mm-hmm. this God space, and and interact with the gospel and and experience the Holy Spirit, and have change, like. It, all of a sudden, it's like it's like for me, it was like as it was, it was like a, an awakening. Like I mm-hmm. felt alive, mm-hmm. truly. Like what right. Paul talks about being alive in Christ, like yeah. experiencing that we we were dead with Christ and now we we're alive with Christ. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I felt that. I know what that feels like, and and um, and and that is good news. Right, it, mm-hmm. it's changed me, mm-hmm. and it should. I mean, when it comes to Christ's return, He's going to return. This could be a resurrection of the dead and judged to either eternal communion with God or, you know... Um, or not. Or not. <laughs> some some form of separation yeah. that is is going to be difficult to endure, uh, being that He is our creator and our source of life. So, mm. um, I mean, those are the four... Those are the four pillars. So at least start there, if nothing mm-hmm. else. Yeah. But just, you know, God created out of love, out of His communion for us to enjoy Him. I mean, that's why we were made. Mm-hmm. And so... The gospel is a return to that. Mm-hmm. And there are some things that are not as important in order to grasp that and enjoy that. Um, but that that's where that's where we're headed. That 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 is the good news. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's and it's through the person of Christ that that's a, that's made available. So um that would be my my orienting yeah. position on that. Thank you guys. That was yeah. a great conversation. <laughs> well, good, I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. Thank was you. Good. And and uh, for those of you listening, if you've listened through uh, the What is the Gospel series, you'll hear a lot of what we talked about there kind of tease itself out in this conversation without you guys even knowing it, without you guys even listening to those past episodes. Thanks um, be to God. Yeah, thanks be to God <laughs> that, uh, you know, you're going to, they'll, our listeners will have some references for some of the things that you guys talked about. Um, so that's really good. I'm, I'm pleased with that. So thanks again, guys, for hanging out and of for course. recording. And yeah. Thanks for having us listeners. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you guys so much. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you later. This is a still-